Three people on a couch. Today's guest is Scout Durwood. She's an actor and comedian. She's one of the funniest physical comedy actors, for real, that I've I've watched on set. And now she's on our couch, so welcome, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Woo! Thank you so much. Welcome. Thanks for having me. What did you mean with physical comedian? Uh, so she was in Burt Paxton, which was like a, a private detective like parody web uh-huh. series. So physical comedy, like walking into poles yeah. or just doing like stunts or... Uh, comedy with her body. I, I get it. I get it. Because I was like, yeah. Okay, there's that's, what, a that's what it's called. Right? Non-physical? Yeah, yeah. Physical comedy. Yeah. So non-physical That the is... joke would be non-verbal. Oh. So like that, in that episode, the reveal at the end was that I had been blind the whole time. But so I like drink hand sanitizer and like do all this. <laughs> she was an alcoholic. I was an alcoholic. But the twist was that she was also blind. Yeah. So I kept like falling into things. And... Oh, okay. Like other, like, like physical comedy, like, um, uh, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Yeah. yeah. Like Ace uh, Ventura. Yeah. That they like moving around, using your body to sort of create humor. Okay. Chris Farley, rest in peace. I call it full contact acting. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I'm okay. Good. We're on the same page. I just wanted to be like, what do yeah. you mean? Like, like is that sexist or? <laughs> but no. Oh, that's, that's, I am also very attractive. Oh, yes, you, you are. That's you why. Think it was a common like hot comedian. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, ooh. Well, that's I mean, a she physical is, so. comedian. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Well, <laughs> she is. So I mean, so physical. Go for it. <laughs> no, but yeah, she had to like walk into a pole, and I remember she just like nailed it the first time. I was like, yeah, but I Did had to put my th- foot down on that. Well, I I remember being like, I think I've only got two more takes on that. <laughs> Before she has a concussion. Yeah. Did you do it for real? Like, no. No. I was like, what? But it, lo- yeah. it looks for real because yeah. physical. Yeah. In my, I've put myself through a lot in my music videos, too. And the hardest thing, though, I've ever had to do is pole dance. <laughs> it's so physically challenging. The next day I was wrecked. And I'd, like, fallen off a bridge. We'd... <laughs> did a Charlie, uh, bu- Charlie Chap- Buster Keaton house had fallen on me. We'd done all these stunts, and then pole dancing is what did me in. Is it all like core and forearms? It's just, it's like all muscles you just don't engage. So then the next day, your whole core hurts, like your deep core. And the bit was that I wasn't a great pole dancer, and I was with two like professional pole dancers who were just nailing it. And they were doing it in roller skates. It was like this very intense, and I couldn't do anything. I mean, even like, I walked into that pole too. <laughs> <laughs> Unintentionally. It's pole dancing. It's like a sport that's underrated. It's so hard. I'm convinced. So I just moved into a new place and there's these marks on the ceiling. Yeah. And I'm like, someone had to have a pole in here at some point. Like, a lot of people would, have them. What else would put marks on a ceiling? Like, like, they're like a lot like, of things. Like round sort of like almost it's, things. Yeah, you know? it's probably one of those. But I remember when pole dancing became like, a sport you yeah. know like a fitness form it was a couple of years ago and i remember just thinking like but it's a little bit sexual it's very a, sexual, a little you know? bit it's like a, it's yeah, sexual. i don't know but it's just it's very sexual <laughs> yeah but i just i'm thinking this whole pole dancing thing might be sexual. because i think no but i think like i talked to my mom about it it's physical yeah, yeah <laughs> that, it's physical it's it definitely <laughs> is so i mean i remember talking to my mom about it and she's like uh don't do that it's all the it was like taboo. If it was set up at the Olympics and it was treated as a sport, it's very, very physical. I could be like, wow, she's incredible or he's incredible at doing this. But it's the way I think it's we set it up in like strip. Yeah. It is going It's that aerial. It's considered yeah. an aerial. It's like Cirque yeah. du Soleil. I've seen, like even before the pole dancing craze, I've seen like in a circus show pole dancing. That wasn't like twerking. In a circus show. 
Well, I started as a cabaret singer. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I did a lot of like in L.A. or no, in New, New York? York. Oh, okay. No, in New York. So that was at Galapagos. For those rest in power. Have you heard of it? it sounds very familiar. It started in Williamsburg. It moved to Dumbo, and then it moved to Michigan. Okay. Detroit. I was in um, Crown Heights when I lived there. Yeah. Long time ago. Though. Sure. Great neighborhood. Yeah. Super cool now. Totally cool yeah. now. Did you ever? Did you hang out there a lot? My best friend and my ex both lived in Crown Heights. Okay. Did you ever go? There was this really, really good breakfast spot, like on the border of Crown Heights and Bed Stuy, and okay. they used to serve these breakfasts, but like in cups. Never did it. Oh, I'd eat that though. God, it's so good. I have celiac, so that cup is great. Yeah. <laughs> It, there's bread, but you can ask for no bread. I can so ask for no bread. You can ask for no bread. Yeah, it's like an egg cup. It's it's like literally a cup. Like that was their thing. They would just have like a service window, and they huh. would like serve like cups, and then they would put all the egg in it. But they'd put like it was so imagine almost like a um, like a, a bowl of um, pho or ramen. Mm-hmm. You know how they display it on the top, but they would do yeah, that yeah. like in a cup. Oh, or like an, um, was it a soggy bowl? Acai bowl. Yeah. Like, Acai. That's what acai. my friends. Soggy bowl? It's very soggy. It we can soggy talk bowl. acai bowls because I love them. Do you make I them? just had my first one ever. Really? Can't oh, stop, wow. won't stop. Did you go to Earth Bar in West Hollywood? No. There's Where'd, one on my corner. Where did you go? Yeah. What's berry bowl? But, yeah. All? <laughs> berry. I feel like I've heard of that. Berry bowl. All the toppings are so good. Like bee, bee pollen. Bee pollen. Flaxseed. Chia seed. Mm. Cashew butter. Okay. Uh, Cacao, like uh, uh, you know about cacao. I mean, yes, <laughs> everyone knows about cacao. Have you ever done but you were thinking about the cacao ceremony cacao that we in did, a ceremonial way, like potent cacao breath work. Yeah, so it's that's like, that's what we did. We three, we did a cacao ceremony. Oh, what yeah. is that? <laughs> we'll let Brian explain because he's the spiritual one. I mean, no, both of you are spiritual. <laughs> I'm spiritual just here. Competition. Basically, you uh, you do ritual grade cacao, which is just really strong, potent cacao, and you drink it. And it's supposed to be sort of a like a heart opener and open oh. up your blood vessels. And then you do breath work. So either like Wim Hof or some sort of like, <sighs> like do that for like 30 minutes sometimes. Oh, wow. And then your hands start to cramp and then you get the dinosaur arms. <laughs> yes. And then you have like a lot of emotional release from it. So we went to this um, cacao ceremony in Beverly Hills. And on a rooftop. <laughs> it's very L.A. Very um, L.A. Like, you know you yeah, live yeah, in L.A. Yeah. when you do a cacao ceremony <laughs> yeah. on a rooftop in Beverly Hills. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was fun. It was a good experience. I, I would do that. Yeah. Come next time. All right. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> do it. And we also want to do goat yoga. My dog does yoga with me and she does some goat moves. She'll jump. Oh. She'll jump on your butt when you're doing down dog and stuff. <laughs> Did you have to, like train her to do that? She just kind of picked it up. She just hates exercise. <laughs> <laughs> It just sits on you. My friend was in Happy Baby, and my dog just came and sat like in the middle of her body and was like, <laughs> pretty funny. I, I was actually thinking yesterday how like, I used to have a cat, and anyone who has a cat knows they love sitting on your laptop because it's like it's warm yeah. and it creates like this little crevice that makes them feel like cozy. Yeah. But it's very annoying because like messes up your computer. It really does. I, I remember had- one time, sorry to cut you, You're but good. it's, I remember one time I had a cat. It was sitting on my laptop and it honestly ordered something. It checked out. <laughs> no, but I was like online shopping and it checked out. <laughs> Did MasterCard actually believe that? And it was, wasn't me. It was my cat. Like, yeah, yeah, right. No one would believe that. Like, oh, no, it wasn't me. <laughs> but now I bought it. But would, it was. Yeah, that was yeah, intense. I was exporting a video yesterday. I was like, thank God I don't have a cat because it's taken like three hours to do this. And if it, my cat would have gone up there and just fucked it up. immediately. <laughs> Cats are weird. They can get up on 
really high surfaces. They can. They can. He used to always like go up on my fridge too, like jump up from ground level seven feet. You have a dog now, you said, right? Yeah. How long have you had the dog for? T- we're coming up on our 10-year anniversary. Wow. Oh, wow. And did you bring him? Her? Her Dogs from... don't have genders. Oh, uh, did I you... mean, they do, but... <laughs> it? Um, sh- I, it's, we, it? I think I'm Did you bring the being be... over here from New York? <laughs> no. I got the I got the being when I moved here because I wanted a dog in New York, and my girlfriend at the time was like, look at your schedule. That would just be me having two dogs. <laughs> and then when we broke up, when I got here, I was like, well, I guess I can... This will show her. <laughs> so I got a dog. Did show her? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because she has a dog now. Christina, if you're watching this, <laughs> 10 years. Oh, I wonder if her dog's still around. Sophie, love that dog. Do you feel like d- dating in LA? Um, what's your take on it? Is it is Pass. It <laughs> <laughs> it's not my yes, but I'm, a, I'm not a big like relation like i'm odd in my dating life like i don't i don't seek like a monogamous partnership why not not my thing are you shooting to open why because you like always yeah how does that um how does that entail like how does the are there boundaries like if someone's like do you have to tell the other person like it's a yeah everybody has boundaries but it's funny because like i've never been into possessive monogamy but also the currency for me of it isn't necessarily sexual. Like I think, so it's funny now that now there's so much more language around being poly or being open. And I went back, I went on a date with a person of being, and they, we were talking, but anyway, they not only had a bunch of language about gender that I was like, oh yeah, yeah, now I have to learn it. Like I've had (laughs) non-binary friends for forever, but there wasn't like a common, anyway, now I'm like reading, I read books about my own lifestyle and I'm like, there's a word for me. That's cool. But essentially I'm solo poly. So I don't, I'm just not an attached, I just go where the wind takes me. Wait, can you explain, so so (gasps) poly would be that you, Amanda shocked. (laughs) No, but I'm like, is that really, is that me? Oh, there you go. You know, I'm like, yeah. You Wait, don't can have you to explain what solo yeah. poly is versus explain poly. more. Is that essentially like I can. <laughs> it just sounds so boring when you talk about. It. Like, do you know what I mean? It sounds like a uh, diet plans or something. <laughs> essentially, like my primary relationship right now, I guess, is with me, and I have for sure like people in my life that are intimate with, like that are physically or romantically or emotionally that I'm intimate with, but not. I don't have like a... Like you're always... Like you're polyamorous, but you're always just looking out for yourself. No, just that like... um. So some people would be like... Like one of my friends is married and she and her husband both have other partners as well. So they're... I don't know what that's called. There's another name for that. But I don't have that primary relationship. Nor do oh, I... Oh, okay, okay. One. There's no... Pr- okay, so you, okay. you'd be against that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the the, the road is long. I just, I don't, I, I don't, but you know, I think that's so funny to go into like, <laughs> stop laughing. Just the word you yeah. Okay. Sorry. It's my Swedish. Yeah. It's my Swedish. Uh-huh. So I think it's fun because it's, everyone talks about these norms, you know, yes. in relationships. And then when I say like, well, I'm very having a hard time staying faithful or keeping, you know, like i I value myself a lot and I don't want to spend too much time like once a week. That's totally fine. And a lot of people are like, well, you just need to find the one. Yeah. You know, you just need to find the right person. And I'm like, 
maybe yeah. or it's just not my so i just think it's very interesting to talk about you know other- i think being queer helps because they're like once you let go of i i don't think we totally like realize how much imprinting and, and grooming is done on us to go for like i now pronounce the man and wife and it, for me like when i st- became queer i don't know we started living a queer lifestyle oh it all just kind of falls away and then you kind of go yeah what are we doing and i was with my i had an ex and we were engaged and that was really challenging because it was like oh my god like why would you ask um didn't work out obviously for many reasons but yeah for me it's just but that's what i'm saying is i'm getting pretty hippie like I'm getting out there. I don't. There's so many things about the world that I no longer understand. And Is there ever that care. sense though, like of I guess the appeal to monogamy would be sort of having that like person that's always there. Like you come home from work, and you can like cuddle up with a movie, and like they're kind of having like building that sort of relationship over time. Do you feel like you mm-hmm. kind of miss that at points, or do you feel like your lifestyle more? It's it's almost better because you can spend time with different people and sort of get like yeah. different needs from different people. Like what do you sort of? I I mean I think I've had a lot of like I mean I've had a lot of relations I've been in a lot of relationships and sometimes it's great but so I know what you mean I think it's just like um it almost I think too like again the sexual aspect of it isn't that big a part of it for me it's more just like chill out the heart wants what the heart wants and well, I travel for shows and stuff so it does it kind of like what you're describing which is just I used to call it non-possessive monogamy Mm -hmm. i mean my take on it is like my relation if my really my relationship with someone else shouldn't touch my relationship with you right so if it's like love is not a there's no finite amount of it so or human connection so like for the most part i always do have like if i want to watch a movie I i almost always have someone i can watch a movie with and when i don't totally of course you crave you know intimacy but like i just went out in the van with a friend for a month and the person that I spend most of my time with in LA, that that's not weird. That's not like, mm. well, call me every day and, you know. You didn't send me roses. I love that. Can we just please make this a thing? Yeah. Well, it's becoming a thing? Yeah. I think, I, every, I think everyone knows it makes the most sense and it's the most logical, but the emotions get in the way and the possessiveness kicks in and people are like, no, 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 no. Like, yeah. I need this person to tell me they're going to be here for me and commit to me and marry me. But it's sense, it, that's not even love, though, is it? That's possession, kind of what you were saying. Right? Yeah. But, but it, it gets all very inter, intertwined and then families and the family unit. And people are like, well, you know what? Like, I don't even like this person that much anymore, but it's like, I'm stuck. Right. I'm stuck with this. Well, and there is a sense of like, I've even, I was just this morning was talking to my friend and I was like, who got married over the, over COVID. And this is my best friend who lived in Crown Heights. They'd moved to Flatbush. They bought an apartment. Oh, um, nice. Very good cool. Yeah. So cool. Good yeah. Uh But I was saying, like, I do think it's time for me to tether to something. Because between living in the van and, like, I, my life is whatever it wants to be. So, like, my comedy partner has a wife and two kids. And I like helping out with them. And I kind of think of it as, like, a funny, like, oh, we have to do bath time. <laughs> <laughs> so I hang out. I stay over there a lot. And... I do think tethering is nice and in the predictive, like everything has so many sides to it. Mm. What I'm kind of trying to, I don't know, explore how hippie are we right now is that, right. So I'm queer and I'm queer femme. So most of my world has been around people who are, you know, assigned female at birth or whatever. But then I thought I was getting a little separatist and like it was you, anything good in excess is not good that's right. restricted right so i was thinking a lot about 
patriarchy. And I was like, oh, the archy is the enemy, not the pater. So in patriarchy, best friend, living from Crown Heights, wrote a book uh, about mysticism, essentially. But in the beginning of it, it defines matriarchy. And some, some people call it matrifocal because it's not ranked. So what I enjoy in life is society where like we all love and we don't have to rank or say, okay, well, I love this person, but that person I don't have sex with, but I don't love that person, but I do have sex with them. And this is the only person I can, like, I don't know, instead of it being everything being ranked, matrifocal tends to be societies that are more like mm, grassroots or, or just have less of a... It's almost like people do this like automatic dopamine hierarchical ranking. Like, okay, this person's giving me a lot of dopamine, giving me these loving feelings. Like they're at the top of my hierarchy. This person, I like hanging out with them, but it's it's only getting me such a higher, getting me feeling so good. Yeah, at but the- no system of, I think, no system of monogamy exists without an implicit underground system for the men in it to be non-monogamous. Look at Handmaid's Tale. There's, it's not crazy that a man would also see pay for sex or, and I don't mean, I mean, that is gendered and I'm like working on, <laughs> working on like including straight men into my life. <laughs> there's, only, there's only one in the room. So. Yeah. <laughs> you can just ignore him. That's what I usually do. <laughs> but even that, like, I think like I've stopped identifying as a lesbian. Now I call myself queer. Cause I'm like, how could someone else's gender which already gender gender how could someone else's gender define who i am right like why am I, why is a huge part of my identity labeling the genitals that i put my genitals next to so and for a while it made me feel really freaked out that like i was like losing part of my identity and now i'm like that's bullshit anybody can be queer like queer just means weird or alternative or whatever so a lot of now i do have more male friends and my straight-ish male friends but most of them are in some way queer whether or not they have sexual relationships with because i don't think it is all sexual i think one of the best parts about being a former lesbian is i have queer family like i have friends that are more than friend. There's not a word for it, but they're not maybe not like romantic partners or, or physically. Right. Yeah. I want to backtrack real quick. Cause there's something that you said you, uh, about the van life. Yeah. How did you get into that? Cause I've wanted to do that for, I used to live abroad. I was in Asia for five years. Mm-hmm. And one thing I almost did was go to Australia yeah. and get a van. Cause everyone does that. Yeah. It never happened. And then I came back here and I was like, Oh, maybe I'll do it. Still hasn't happened. But how did you get into that? Like, what was sort of the inspiration? Did you build it up yourself? Mm-hmm. Did you, I want to hear all of it. I had been looking for years and years. And I think, so when I was in a more stable relationship and I was kind of like getting closer to a more typical lifestyle and I like lost it or not lost it, but it just was gross to me. And I started looking at tiny living and stuff like that and kind of fell in love with it, but it took COVID. So over COVID, I was like, I had just moved into this apartment that was really beautiful and I loved the building and like I inherited it from friends who moved downstairs when they had a kid and I was like I don't want this at all and I was like well let me try camping more and so I was gonna drive to Kansas City where I'm from and I got rear-ended on the way out of town and just you know sometimes you stub your toe and then your whole day just comes pouring out (laughs) yeah Yeah. so that was that accident I got rear-ended and I went home and was like and my mom said she's like um the thing we've always loved about you is that you're unconventional. If you want to live in a van, now is the time and you're stupid not to. And then I started looking and I, the van I ended up getting, I looked at all different options. The build would have been hard because I would have had to go to Kansas City to build it. And it was COVID. And this was like rarely COVID where we're like, 
oh god one more week of this and like <laughs> two years later so i ended up buying a factory converted so it's like a i have a 2005 dodge mercedes sprinter van that was looks like an rv on the inside but then i painted it and blah 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 and then it took me a long time to like double dutch get out of the city because you do have to like figure out what works for you and so now i have a tiny home as well for my dog which that's not true Wait, i say the tiny that home is only for your dog I don't think I would Can have you it. Sleep in it as well. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a, it's <laughs> not. I love how you're like no, habits, and it's also a nice like when I have to upload video. Like we, d- I just delivered my first feature, and that you have to, you need internet, better internet than that. Do you, you know what a tiny home is? Uh, <laughs> Do you want to explain that? Because my like, whole has sort of happened in America. Like I want to say yeah. five I mean, years ago. I have this general idea, but I'm not sure if it's correct. So please Girl, explain. fall down the hashtag rabbit hole. <laughs> it's so funny. My entire house is about half the size of this room and my bed's lofted so under my bed i have like a chair a desk tv i mean i, I watch it on my computer now because i have a big computer from editing and then i have like a little kitchen and then i have a bunch of outside space does it uh connect it to a main line like do you have power inside do you have i have power or? i have power in the van i have solar um and i have a i charge a second battery like a power station and that's usually what i run things off of so i don't freak out just so i can like I find it easier to control. And if you run a battery to zero, I'd rather fuck up a battery than an inverter. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I'm like, can we go there? Can we? Get, yeah, it's can great. We, can we get a tiny house together? We can all live there uh, and not be... Maybe a normal size house if we're all living there. Well, you are... Yeah, you're... We can all have our own tiny... Kind of that's one thing I'll say, though, is that I do have like queer family and so people come stay with me and stuff and it is like a lot. Though, like last night, I had two friends stay with me and um, two of us slept in the van and one slept in the tiny home. Oh. So the van is like where I keep... I have more storage in the van than my tiny home. Do you home. rent the tiny home? Yeah. Or do you, okay. Is it like in a village of tiny homes? No. It's behind a house. Did you... Did mm-hmm. they like... Did you find it or did you have to build it or... I found it. So I moved out of my apartment. I was having a hard time. The te- weather is really hard. Also, it's just... There's a learning curve to van life like anything. Yeah. Still delivering the movie. So it was like really... I would get stuck in the city because... When you say delivering the movie... What, I made a feature film out of with my music video budget. Directed, wrote, directed, and edited. Yeah, I did edit. I and love acted it. Uh huh. It's a lot. Yeah. Wow. What is it called? Utopia. Utopia. Where can we? Where are uh, you? Nowhere yet. Right now, it's going through <laughs> festivals. You can't find it. <laughs> you can. See I made it. You can see most of the music videos online. So it's yeah. like the songs from the music videos, but there's a story through line. But rather, so for take one thing off, I got money from my label, and they were like, make some music videos, and I was like, I'm gonna make, and I made a 22 episode digital series. And after that, I decided I wanted to try it as a feature. Hubris, Icarus, boy, boy, is that hard. But we did it. We had just enough money. Um, and then COVID hit. So we ended up shooting five of the music videos over COVID. The narrative got shot before. But so then now it's all together and it's like going to festivals and we have a sales Very agent. Cool. Dude, that's so cool. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. That's big. Right? Yeah. I guess. Do you, I don't know. Do you feel Same. like you're committed to the tiny home van life, like regardless of where you're career might go i don't think i could live big again it stresses me out i, I if i ever cohabitated with someone the least sexy way to say that uh i don't know what i would do because it is it, sharing space can be hard and you can get irritable but i like alone time so the near i don't know maybe i'd have like a work room but i yeah. also hate being inside <laughs> yeah i mean i've always said that if i'm ever gonna like find someone to to live with i need my own room yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, we I think my have, dream would be side by side time. Right? <laughs> In, yes. Yes. <laughs> Good morning. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, kind of, kind of, kind of because I don't, 
I just always get irritated when I, I, I live with like, people. One thing, like, it's nice. Not it's nice to not like Jonah to cuddle up with someone and wake up. But sometimes, let's say, like, someone you're with is like a kicker, or they move around snoring, a lot, I or can't. they snore. What do you do? Like, what and do you sometimes do? you just have a bad day Wake and up. they're breathing and you're like, mm. well, that's it too. And also like, even in the van, I felt bad with my friend. Cause I was like, you can totally hang out in the van as long as your pin drops silent. Cause when you're <laughs> writing, you just need it. And yeah. right now I'm writing a thing. So it's like that it's definitely challenging living tiny with other people. But the nice thing about it too, is you get like, I don't know. I have like mental inventory of all the things in my life. You get much more free about letting things flow in and out of your life, money, your belongings. Cause like maybe you don't like clothes. I gave away or sold or gave away all my costumes. Cause I was like, I've worn these and I'm so grateful for that time. And now they get to go on to someone else and, and you get excited to that. Oh my God, I have room for another t-shirt. Yeah. I could bring a t-shirt into my life. That's what we just did with our props. Like a few weeks ago. Did you donate them or throw them away? Both. Like, yeah. After we did that, we're like, oh, we need this. Like, do you have it? Nope. Just do I was it like, away. psychic hat, we don't need this anymore. And the next day, like, you yeah. said that psychic hat? <laughs> no. It is hard. But it's like the stuff. I feel like it creates so much anxiety. Yep. This is why I feel like I, I love boiling it down to the bare essentials and having that minimalistic lifestyle. Because having things around me, if there's not a purpose, I don't need it anymore. It's like you're just dragging, like momentum and like dead I weight also, yes I, I i agree totally but agree. i think there's a balance to like emptiness <laughs> is emptiness but like having like and i'm sure i imagine you're like your vans even you have certain decorations that sort of give it a, an yeah. energy and a color and kind of give it a feel to it and like because we used to live together and like he never wanted to decorate anything yeah he's like there's too many there's plants everywhere well, there's like two plants I'm a, I'm like no it adds greenery well, like, i always said i'm a palette first person and if, huh. if i don't like the palette why decorate it I'm a, my aesthetic is maximalist. So I like, I do a lot of like patterns on patterns. So like, yeah, my van has a busy a pattern somewhere. We're going to, I'd love to see it. Yeah, me it's, too. She can, if you want to send it afterwards, we can, oh, I can send we it. can put it I don't know. Oh, put my bag's over there. We, we do it later. We'll we do it. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. But I mean, I think that is so cool because I also, I totally agree with what you're saying. And for me, I can honestly, and this, I remember my roommate think this is weird. But I can probably recall every item that I own. Do you? Like all of them. And I also know exactly where they are. Good for In you. my room. Like which drawer, right where, you know, like I can see it in my mind. And I also, like I know exactly all the clothes I have in my closet. It actually is not much. Huh. People are like, oh, you're, you seem to, you know, have a lot of clothes. I don't know. But I'm like, no, I'm just wearing the same shit because I have white and yeah. black and that's it. Oh, yeah. And that just started because I was too lazy to do like wait, you only color. wear white and black. Have you ever? Yeah, I've noticed you wear a lot of I, black. Yeah, but the thing is, you I were did. wearing white yesterday. Now that I think about it. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> but that's so that's my my color. It's kind of like what you're saying about what you get at Trader Joe's. You've simpl you've simplified yeah, it all that, down yeah, to free up that mental Yeah, I think that's something about space. me that I just like. Okay, I don't want to think about food, so I'm just gonna buy this frozen pizza and then I'm gonna <laughs> eat it and I'm gonna move on with my life. Cause I, cause for me, I don't have a hard time to repeating things in that sense. Which is weird because I don't like to repeat, you know, things with people. <laughs> I want to be alone. People are disposable. Yeah, I'm kind, not but disposable. Not like, it's so funny because I thought about what you were talking about because I can be around Jonah, my roommate. She's the best. Uh, I can be around her all the time. Hmm. Like, I can, I can call her. I can be with, you know. And the same is with my friend Kate in, in Sweden. Uh, my best friend there like I love her so much and we've definitely been 
you know like when i had her in my life i didn't really need that much like we could you know run out chasing boys or whatever when we were kids but it was always we're out flirting with boys doing our thing then we always wanted to go home together and cuddle in bed we never like had sex but you know like it's, it's just so nice to cuddle with like her or i would definitely do it with jonah but i think she would be freaked out yeah, <laughs> i'm, I'm it's, so on it's, it's i'm like in, do it's it. intimacy but our culture labels that as like oh it's it's you're coming on to me yeah but it's okay for like a parent mm-hmm. to you know cuddle its child you know but not for even friends in like to the isn't each other. some middle eastern countries like a lot of men like I think this is right, but they hold hands yeah, hold because hands. It's, yeah. it's seen as like companionship. But also other ones, if you do that, they're going to kill you, right? It's right. Like, Depends on the country. I misread the map. Yeah, right. We're not in Dubai anymore. <laughs> but like, I can't even think about one guy that I could stand around, being around for that long. <laughs> not even Jeez, you. No, right? that's, no, <laughs> I know. No, 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 no. But I just mean, not in that sense. I just Should mean I that. Should I go? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, I just mean that in, in the sense that I need alone time when yes. I'm when I'm around men because I'm like oh god I really like you we can hang out I need to go home and be by myself I'll see you when I'm done with that you know so it's not like I hate all men it's nothing I love men you know but it's just uh when it comes to spending a lot of time together I get a little bit like oh, okay I need to just go home and recharge I think there's not enough language around that stuff and some people i was reading a thing and that these two women described their friendship as their primary partnership and then considered their romantic relationships yeah like, secondary to it but it was like this is my best friend this yeah. is my person my mom says her person's her sister right she's single too all right <laughs> <laughs> but it's but we don't have a word for that like well, who's your plus one not yeah to get too like spiritual or metaphysical but if you subscribe to like past lives and things like that say mm. jonah was like a sister or even like your mother in a past life you're gonna have that energetic bond with her that's gonna just feel very strong and it might not be in the same category as like a romantic partner but it serves just as large of a purpose in your life but that's so funny i mean we talked earlier that you shouldn't be like i love this person the most or this least but it's i just know that kate back in sweden kate om du lyssnar så älskar jag and uh, <laughs> kate you yeah. owe me 10 dollars <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what i said in swedish <laughs> no but like she like we talked on the phone the other day and she was like do you know, Amanda, I don't know if I will ever love anyone as deeply and purely as I love you. Because you will always be, you know, like there. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I feel the same way. I would, even if I love my partner unconditionally, I would throw him off a cliff <laughs> if it was to save her. I, I can't explain it. It's just such a weird yeah. feeling. Do you have anyone like that? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, you? Someone? Kind, kind of, but you don't like, have to say who if you don't I want. I feel like it kind of like ebbs and flows with right. people in my life. Yeah. But usually, like my romantic partner, I I fall for like the hierarchy, and I know it's because of my own like I need this person to love me. It's mm-hmm. m- working through my own like emotional issues with attachment and everything. So it's kind of like you too. It's like you get like boy crazy, and it kind of like dominates your mind. You don't even want it to, but it's just. It's it goes through your mind constantly and your your actions reflect that because you're prioritizing it. Yeah, I mean, I've noticed that I, when it comes to like relationships, I crave it more when I'm, when something is wrong, like within me. So oh, it, yeah. it's not like, 
oh, I I feel alone. But like deeper down, it's like, no, I have like really bad self-esteem right now. And my, you know, I'm on this medication or I feel lost in life. It's always about that yeah. deep down. But then on the surface level, I'm like, I want a relationship. Yeah. I want someone to love me. Yeah. Validate me. Polly Secure talks a ton about that, the book. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I'm and I, it was really interesting to read it. That's what I'm saying. I'm like going back and learning words about that, about my own lifestyle. But it the whole, the biggest chunk of it is about your attachment style with yourself. Because that, if the more secure attachment you have. I totally buy that. I think that's part of why after like, kind of a couple big relationships that obviously ended and not well, frankly, <laughs> it's not, I think it's nice to repair some stuff on yourself and to kind of, yeah. And also like, I don't know, one of my friends, she just, whatever, she called me a partner in crime and that felt right. Cause there isn't a word for it. Like for whatever we are. Like what's Kate? Breaking news podcast episode guest Rob's bank. She's like, because we have been committing crimes oh. <laughs> <laughs> all throughout the United States. Well, <laughs> we've, bent, we've bent some rules. I'm sure. <laughs> That's good. So yeah, I feel like well, language is always also um, evolving too, right? So there's so many like new words now that even when cause I was a, I was away for five years and I came back, there was so many new things. I was like, I've never when did you get back? Um, uh, April of the pandemic when it just started. Oh, so, oh, got it. Yeah, you're like, what does lit mean? <laughs> That's <laughs> I mean, that, now it's been around for a while. I'm lit. Yeah, but think, <laughs> think about like I think about the word love, right? The ancient Greeks had eight different words for love. And it, one of my scripts I wrote, why? Like it's too, it's not it's not a big enough word. Like I love pizza, I love my girlfriend, and I love my mom, and they're all different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't want to have sex with pizza or my no. mom <laughs> i don't want pizza to have sex with my mom no <laughs> do you know what i mean like why yeah. is the word love i hate the word love i really really love you yeah my comedy partner and i say i love you and that was like a big deal that i will now say it back i mean that's a funny thing because it's also cultural because when i moved to the u.s i moved here two years ago from oh Sweden. just two years ago yeah so i'm all pandemic then yeah all Ooh. pandemic I mean, it's, yeah, it's December 2019, so it's a, a little bit. Okay, okay, But so I had like two months, yay. <laughs> but, That's crazy. But I moved here, and I noticed that a lot of people can, you know, just say the word love very, yes. very fast. Love you. Yeah. yeah, love you. And it's like, oh my God, I love you. And I'm like, you don't know me. Yeah. So I remember in the beginning, it was very... I don't know. I, I really got shocked. I love but I also shirt. thought that the cashier said Trader Joe's actually wanted to know how I was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so like I the cashier them. said I love you. <laughs> no. That's it. That, that was later. Cash your credit. I love you. Oh. <laughs> it's more of a whole thing. I mean, it's more of an I love Trader thing. Joe's. Yeah, they love me. <laughs> That's I taught ESL and you had to take like a Where'd class. you teach? In college. Like volunteered. Okay. Time. Yeah. But one of the things you learn is there's like a video that they were showing and they were like, Americans will ask how you're doing today and not expect a response. Yeah. <laughs> this could be jarring. Yeah. And I'm I, like, yeah, we do. Hey, how are you? I do that all the time. Or like, I do too. Or like now. not want a truthful response. Like they want to hear yeah. good Fine, and great, move yeah. on. Yeah. Um, that's so funny. I used to teach ESL as well. Did in, you? In Vietnam. And like when I was teaching adults, I'd explain to them that very concept. Like, when someone asks you, like, how are you? And we give, like, sort of a pre-list of responses. Like, I'm fine. I'm doing okay. Thanks for, you know, these sort of things. And we go deeper into it, but, be like, no one actually wants a real answer. No one Unless cares. it's, like, 
in context of your best friend and right. like really hey, ask how are like, you like yeah like how are you but even then like you just it's better it's safe and just to go with a like i'm great how are you you know sort of thing because we don't really mean that no like, but people that don't know that so they, like your experience like you're walking hey how are you oh yeah um, well um so uh, please yeah because you were saying in swedish they say how are you feeling right because you used yeah. to say that to me and i feel like that's so much more intimate and elicits more of an open yeah. response like how am i feeling well not great how are yeah. you it's like good great yeah so but yeah how, we say how are you feeling how are you it's, feeling it's, it makes you I actually mean, think how am i feeling yeah because it's hard to like explain it in in similar words because yeah you know it's a different language but yeah. but it, yeah we more, more say like how are you feeling and it can be and then it's like a little bit of an open you can interpret it the way you right. want it can be like how how are you feeling today or right now or like the last couple of weeks like how is this time like how are you yeah how how is your emotions right yeah. now and so that's definitely a difference and i think it's funny that you mentioned differences in like what people are asking each other because in sweden if you don't know someone it's very invasive to like talk about your family because you know i yeah i mean it's just like i don't know i i, I know that when i was working my nine to five gig back in the days i we were working a lot with india and they they love to talk about family like oh, that yeah. because it's so like important to them. And when when they're asking me about my family, I'm like, I don't I don't know. Like this is you are not the person I should, you know, talk about my family because I don't want to say oh it's, it's great. Bye. You know, I want to say like, oh, you know, I because it's it's weird for me to say like how if I'm asking you like, how are you really feeling like how has this week been treating you? If someone gives you one of those questions, I just I just don't want to lie about it. I don't know why. Exactly. It just sounds weird. Now wow. in America, after yeah. two years, you've learned. I'm all for it. You've learned. No one knows. I I'm say, speaking hey, the how truth. Are you all the time. <laughs> how are you? I, yeah, dude, yeah, me yeah. too. Me but too. like when, it, especially on the van, is people in LA like avoid eye contact with you on the sidewalk, which is crazy to me. But in the van, you're like, hey, how are you? Hey, like, <laughs> like everybody's but like because when i know that it's you know a friendly way of just saying like hey yeah so then it's it's fine how are you I'm not feeling, getting how are you feeling is almost reserved for when you're physically ill you're asking at least in this yeah. country how are you feeling it's like are you still sick yeah that's true that's the only that's time true. people ask they don't care about like mental health those should much. be separate words yeah how's your brain feeling versus how's your arm feeling yeah, yeah. language y'all and that's why we do what we do Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why. But it's yeah, I just I don't know why. I just thought about it because it's it's really different, but also the way we use words the love thing. Mm -hmm. I, oh, that's I, a sticker for you. Did, did, is there a reason why that's such a sticker for you? Good question. I mean, <laughs> love I just feel like Dude, that's the wrong word. <laughs> but you know what I meant, right? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Like an I voted sticker. Like, I, I mean, that's stick in your. <laughs> oh, it's like stuck in your craw. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Is that a, that's a word, right? Like you say that, it's or did sticker. I just make up an expression? Good for you, by the way. Thank you. First of all, <laughs> I know uh, what you're saying. Sticking point. Sticking point. Sticking point. Is that a word? Did you teach in Vietnam? Is that where you were in Asia? Uh, Korea and Vietnam. Yeah. Korea and Vietnam. I went to Vietnam. Did you? With my mom. Which part? We still we flew into Hanoi and then out of 
Ho Chi Minh. Oh, nice. So you did you tour the whole country with your mom? Yeah, a awesome. motorbike. No. Okay. Did I'm you make a- it to um, Halong Bay? Yeah. You did. Oof, boy. Boat cruise. To- yes. Yes. Did you get Did you get really drunk? No. Wow. Okay. I don't. I can't drink on a boat. They're so insistent of being like free shots or like twenty dollars. Oh shots. no, we well we went with like my mom is seventy three, and we went with like a group. Gotcha. But it was cool, and it's my old bank was all online, and it was very like hippie, and they had sent this thing that was like, oh, this is they employ local people, primarily women, because women keep money in an economy. Men tend to take it out. So it was cool. But it was, I was nervous about it. It ended up being really How long nice. were you there for? Two weeks. It's a good amount of time. When I, I was there for two years. Yeah. Uh, but initially, I just went. Do you speak Vietnamese? No. Mo Chu Thing Viet. Got it. Very little. Um, but initially, I just went to go for a month. And I just fell in love with the country and decided to stay. Wow. And, um, but when I first got there, because I didn't know anything about Vietnam. And so I was telling people I was Canadian. Because we rented, mo- we bought motorbikes in Saigon. And then drove through the country. So we were in these like small back rode like the lot and in the countryside yeah. and stuff. And I was worried like, because the Vietnam War, you know, oh, that yeah. maybe someone's grandfather was killed by an American. There'd be some resentment there. I, I mean, I didn't know. And um, so initially I was telling people I was Canadian. And then um, <laughs> I kept seeing people wearing uh, American flag um, swim shoots and shirts. Oh. And I was so confused. And then I asked someone, they're like, uh, oh, we love America. And I was like, I was like, why? Like, what about the Vietnam War? <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Which? What do you mean Vietnam War? Yeah, they don't call it they that. They don't call it that. And that blew my mind. They're like, oh, the American War. And the American like, War. Oh, wow, yeah. We invaded you. They're like, no, we won. We love America. And I was like, I'm American. I was like, I'm American. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I'm not Canadian. Literally. You came out as American. So, yeah, came out as American. They're so friendly. Vietnamese yeah. are so friendly. So friendly. We were driving, um, and there was we, we didn't check the weather because we're stupid. And it was like day two of a road trip. And it was, a, it was monsoons. And Ugh. so the roads were like inaccessible. And so we pull off to the side and in the middle of some country farm area. And this, um, we're like, we see a house there. We're like, should we like knock? Like, what, what do we do? You know, we're almost out of petrol. And so we knock on the door and like, this is so sketchy. Like we're in the middle of nowhere. Just dungy And you don't place. speak Vietnamese? Didn't speak any Vietnamese, but we had internet service. Okay. And so we uh, knock on the guy's door and the guy invites us in. And his whole family's there. And then we end up spending like the night there and he's making us tea. The guy didn't speak English, but his father who was there spoke English because he was a teacher in Finland. It was so random. And then like, so we're doing Google Translate to communicate. And it was like the most lovely evening I had. But one of the, the, the people in Vietnam are so friendly. Well, they were saying like, we don't have homeless people because we would find them a home. Right, right. They don't have a place. We can figure that out. Yeah, there's not. You don't really see homeless people uh, in Vietnam. It's strange. That's why. Like America. You yeah. see them outside I mean, the fub place here, though. I mean, um, to I, be well, fair, that- it's a lot of places you don't see homeless people yeah. in. And like, I I probably haven't seen. I mean, when traveling, absolutely. But in Sweden? No. Well, you guys are kind of known for being a really good country. Yeah. Well, that's we what like, LA, like America. That's why I things. moved away. That's <laughs> like for the Super Bowl, the they were going cares in about me now. the last couple of weeks <laughs> and they were like sweeping, sweeping all the um, homeless people away from Venice, from all these stuff. So when oh the camera God. crews come here to make LA look presentable, we, the, I saw a TikTok when I was waiting because I, okay. Um, <laughs> that they were like, so LA has the second worst homeless, second highest amount of homeless people, unhoused people in the country. And people are going to walk over homeless people out of their Bentley, walk over people who are unhoused into the Super Bowl, which is going to make 14 point something billion dollars, enough money to end world hunger. 
enjoy your day. And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. The Super Bowl could have, we could do the Super Bowl or end world hunger. Super Bowl it is. <laughs> and it's like every year we have that opportunity again. It's like, what are we going to choose, guys? We Super have it Bowl. all the time. It's still Super Bowl. <laughs> That's insane. We can do a bowl of soup or Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, uh, not to get too political, but um, when um, Elon Musk did that tweet about uh, world You tell hunger. me how to end world hunger and I'll do it. And then um, they said, like, actually give me a, a, a plan and they couldn't give him one. Like an actual like line by line, where's the money going? Because the problem is a lot of these organizations is going into people's pockets and not into people on the streets. Totally. It's a huge problem. Like some of these CEOs of these nonprofits are making six figures. Well, what, if seven we, figures. what if we took all of the budget for war well, and, can't do that, that. And, and put it towards feeding these people in our country and start there? there it's like if you – there's something like if, you, if the eight wealthiest people on the planet – if you disperse their money, you would end world poverty. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. Think, I think sometimes about like what $20 means. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. think about times in your life when $20 has meant like a 20, a crisp $20 bill is like, yes. And now maybe it's still great, but it's not. It's dinner. Right. So I think Take like, off. but uh, yeah, I yeah. get it. Re resource, like reallocation is, that's, it's problematic. Yeah. And also like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I India remember has a huge, huge problem uh, with homelessness, but it's very different than the homelessness we have here because you'll see families on the street and then the they're homeless, but then they also go to work. So most of the husbands, um, they'll have a rickshaw, the, the rickshaw drivers. Oh. And they'll be cooking meals and the kids are playing. Sometimes they're just, there's a school <laughs> there and they're teaching like, and it's, it's a little different. I think in America, the biggest problem that we have is a, a mental health crisis. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what's causing people. It's, it's a little different in some other countries because there it's, you don't see as much as that. It obviously still happens, uh, but you see more family-oriented stuff hmm. happening, which we don't see here. Um, but not, not that I know how to solve any of it. I don't right. think any of us do, but... Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting because I don't know um, why I thought about it, but it's you have you guys in here in America, the family values are really strong, I must say, compared really? to Sweden. Yes. No. Yes. What? Because Sweden. Wait, hang it, on, hang on. Uh, your grandma gets really old. Yeah. Does she live with you? No. You put her in a retirement home? Yeah. Okay, same here. But it's. <laughs> yeah, okay, same. On the same. same page. We don't value <laughs> our grandmothers. My Not mom can come live with me. Well, they don't do this in Italy. It's very rare. In Italy, you take care of your. I, don't, I would let my mom live with me, then I would Airbnb her place. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> make some money out of this. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's. I think America doesn't have strong family values. Like we do stronger surface, than it depends. There's, stronger and then I mean, there's like Christian values, and I guess it just depends. And maybe in cities you don't see it as much, but maybe small towns you, you see more of it. Yeah, probably. And it, but it also feels like I don't know. You also have like big families because in Sweden, I think fact check me not. Uh, I'm. I think that in Sweden we have the most single households. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, because we just love to be by ourselves <laughs> so everyone lives by themselves like we don't live with our families we barely visit him like <laughs> once a year yeah <laughs> no but seriously and like when you move out you're never moving him in again is it an emotive like is it a do you talk about your feelings how are you feeling i mean with other parents maybe maybe not i don't know it's i think we mostly do that with our friends okay to be honest. But do you think it's an only child type of thing? Like if you had siblings? I mean, that's different. actually a good question. Um, if I had 
siblings. I always wanted to have siblings. Well, you've kind of had that with your two very close girlfriends, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I kind of create it with with my friendships instead, and but maybe, but I don't know. I just know that we have like the most single households. Interesting. You know that um, I, is it they did a documentary about it about Sweden. Is the birth rate also going down in Sweden? I think so. Yeah, it is yeah. in Japan. No, in South Korea, oh. it's a huge problem. They're going to be extinct. Yeah, in but like what's going to be extinct? South Korea. They're not having enough babies. That they but didn't we talk about? We did talk about the Danish campaign when they said like start, Denmark start, start fucking. Oh yeah, we did talk about oh, because yeah. they yeah. didn't have enough children. Yeah, <laughs> you know China got rid of the one. Uh, yeah, but you get pu- tax punishment after two kids. Oh, so going for two now. Two. It's interesting. Can you imagine something like that in America? Like, go on, fuck. Brought to you by like Gavin Newsom's office. <laughs> <laughs> I die. Such a silence. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm. My brain is like on speed right now. Also, like literally. Are you on speed? No. Yeah. <laughs> did you get an hour? Did you get no. an hour? Did you bring any for not us? Right, not right now. No, <laughs> you did blow in the garden. Or this <laughs> morning. The lawn blower in the garden. Okay, so I have a question. Even if you didn't want us to bring up, I mean, be introduced as a music artist, uh-huh. I still want to know a little bit about your music career. Oh yeah. Um, how did you get into it, and how how did that journey go? Um, I started as a cabaret singer in New York. Just from, I guess, queer nightlife. And then um, I ended up on a label because it was kind of an accident. (laughs) And then I've made two albums. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to make a third. I have no idea what I want to do next. But yeah, that's it. It's all comedy pop. So Take One Thing Off was the first. Take One Thing Off is the first. Comedy Electronica is the second one. They're Still actually, Your Girlfriend's a good song. The beats are good. Yeah. It's like, they actually are good. You get like hooked in and it's very melodic. Yeah. You listen to it. It's, They're fun. Yeah. yeah you, don't you don't hear that many uh, songs that are queer, queer dance. Like the lyrics are talking about how she's going to steal some girl from this guy like at the bar. Yeah. And it's interesting because most songs, it's very like guy and girl, guys getting the girl, girls looking at the guy. Right. So it's nice to see. You brought your ukulele. I did. You did. Performance, performance, performance. <laughs> I might be too hungover today, y'all. The Super Bowl really kicked my butt. What did you do for the Super Bowl? Well, I had a brunch show and then um, drank a bunch of champagne and then we went to a vegan sports bar <laughs> in my neighborhood. Which one? Uh, it used to be called Put Me In Coach and now it's called Wolfie's Chicken. <laughs> Wolfie's Chicken? <laughs> Wolfie's che- Chicken is the vegan place. Yeah. Great name All vegan. Um, would it be possible to teach Amanda to play like something, a chord? But, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. really fast. Of course. I Why me? I don't know, because I feel like... But I already know how to play guitar. What? Yes. No, you don't. I do. Seriously? But I don't know ukulele. I think it's like different... You've never played guitar. I play guitar and piano. When's the last time you picked up a guitar? I mean, I sold mine uh, maybe six months ago. Huh. Wait, you play guitar? Yeah, that's yeah. what I said. I, know <laughs> I, I did not expect that. No, I I mean, <laughs> I'm unexpected. <laughs> that's the How long have you played for? I don't know, just like a kid. So you, I think you should teach Brian. <laughs> Wait, is this a way to get out of learning? It is, isn't it? You just made all that up. 
Just you just made all. She made it all up. Okay. Touch that one. Okay. She made it all up. That I actually, one? I actually believed. It. I believed her too. I was like, yeah. okay, that's just that's a C. Make what you think is a D. I have no clue. Oh, on um, a guitar. So one, two. Oh, like that? Yeah. Wait, yeah. It's a G. Oh, go up one. Sorry, go up here. Oh, it's there. It's my fault. Yeah, it's a G. And you just get back from Hawaii. Did perfect. Oh, that was. Yeah. Cool. No. It's been a while. You're right. Ryan, you're doing it. Okay. You're doing it now. Did you see? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally off. It's not the same chords on a ukulele as a guitar. That's that's a C. Oh, is it this one? No, no it's but all of full them. Full strum. And then <laughs> you go one, two, and three. That's a G. Oh, here. We'll Dude, I was oh, I was so yeah. much better. Than Ryan? No. <laughs> no. No. Well, okay. Let's let's simplify. Yeah. Do these two. This one uh-huh. and that one. There you go. Yeah. It's an F. And F. Playing an F. Playing an F. F, 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 F. F, my life. <laughs> and that's quality podcast. Did you did you start <laughs> off with that. guitar, then ukulele? You went straight to ukulele? No, I started off performing with a guitarist. And my manager at the time's husband was a musician, and I didn't. I wanted a, an instrument to play, so he he wrote the chords to my very first ukulele song. And then I learned. Would it, it be possible just to hear a little bit of that? My like first song? Or any song that. Like. I'm gonna hold your yeah, mic. Uh, this is a. Oh, come on, Jan. Sad songs are inappropriate when you sing them on a ukulele. I found out on Twitter that my ex has cancer, but her new girlfriend is taking excellent care of her. That's a lot of new <laughs> feelings to have all at once. Yeah. Because <laughs> oh. if uh, I don't, I'm so tired. No, no worries. That was great. So great voice. Yes. Yeah, I was. A singer. Have you ever thought about trying music? Like <laughs> 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 he looked at me like. Um. She's like, whoa. Yeah, I love singing. Yeah, I think I want to take the. I ha- Yeah, I think I want to tour a, a show. You want a tour, or you said right? Tour a show, yeah, live ah, show, yeah, let's see. I support that. Yeah, I think that might be next. But I, I in theory, gave up live performing over the pandemic because I was like, I'm tired and I want to focus on writing. Have you ever done like drag before? I guess like yeah, I have Boy Scout B O I I. What's that? So it's dressing up to look like a, a boy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have a male version of me. But girl, girls do drag now too. Bio it's queens. Not, it's called Boy Scout, not drag. But they, drag kings? No, yeah. my drag king name is Boy Scout. Oh, I got you. I there got are you. definitely oh, bio queens. I thought it was a new like. No, uh, but there's also girls that will also d- try to put on an amplified. Gender performance is drag. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. They're called bio queens. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's what it is. That's well, what, it is. what does it mean? I thought queen? of it because of Trixie Mattel. It was like she's Scout musical. She's comedic mm. and cabaret. It's very yeah. similar to that. You do have a great voice, but you also have a great speaking voice. Thank Does anyone you. else just feel like, oh, you can just talk? You know? Wow. You don't it, feel that? I feel like that way. That she can just like continue talking. I'll be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no? Do you do audiobooks? No, I, you have a great voice. Yeah. Thank you. Do you like audio, a really, really good it's voice. Like, there's a folk element to it. And there's also like a y- very youthful. Yeah. It's something, really? Yeah. It's yeah, something about yeah. your voice. 
Yeah. Dude, you should start like it. You could, this might be Join like our a podcast. dark joke, but you, it's almost like in To Catch a Predator when they have like the the older, like a 25-year-old, like, I'll be right down. Like <laughs> that kind of voice where it's like they sound like they could be like pub- pubescent. Almost. I sound like I could be like 14. Yeah. I think it's you You could play 14 like voiceover. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, Boy Scout looks young because I don't know boys look young. And uh, so I had a woman hit on me after a show and I had to be like, girl, it's not good. You're very young. But I I had like a Matthew McConaughey moment where I was like, I got to get out of nightlife because I'm getting older, but they stay the same. (laughs) She was like 22 or something. And I was like, no, thank you. Do you feel like the nightlife environment, it gets like depressing after a while? No, I mean, I'm definitely like I'm. A little bit sober curious because drinking is such a part of my lifestyle and it is a poison that we're pouring into our bodies. And like even today being hungover, I haven't been hungover in a really long time. It's just because I was an idiot yesterday and they pumped me full of champagne because I asked for it. <laughs> I mean, do it. I'm sober right now. How does because- it feel to not be drinking for what, three months now? Two months? Yeah. I feel like you have more energy and you party harder now that you don't drink. I it's know. Strange. Really? I know. But it's, I think, first of all, when I when I lived in Sweden, I, I had one of those. I just was partying so hard. Yeah. And it just turned into like from the weekend to Wednesday and weekend and then Mondays and Wednesdays. And then suddenly it was like all the time and... Sounds like I'm an alcoholic, <laughs> but it was it was really it was fun. But the hangovers and it wasn't even like, oh, I feel sick. It's just I get so much anxiety after. Well, I, I went I got super sad over COVID. And I went on antidepressant and then I stopped drinking for a little bit because I, it's the same thing for me. It just crawls into your life and all of a sudden it's everywhere. Yeah. And there's so much ritual around it. I was talking to my friend today who's also a writer, but she's like a morning person. And she's like, there's really not room to rage in my life. And I'm like, so much of my job and social life is going out based yeah. that like, especially with shows, because not only do I do a lot of comedy shows, I do a lot of like weird cabaret shows where there's just alcohol everywhere and it's everybody's big night out. So of course you want to drink with everybody, yeah. you know? I think, I mean, usually, and I start, and when I did those, you know, party things in Sweden, then I just, me and my best friend at the time, um, we just like, no, no more alcohol. This this is enough. Like he, he was out and he was, you know, out all night, came into work late yeah. and, you know, lost his new suit that was super expensive. It was just like. He lost his suit? I oh, don't, I don't even. Yeah. He found a guy that he liked and then run after him and the, oh. I, don't, I don't really know. And they swapped clothes? Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not <laughs> sure. And he doesn't know either because he blacked. You know, he was like, yeah. I have a big hole. I have no idea where it is. I just know my money is lost. So oh. we, we decided like, okay, let's be sober. And we usually went out to a lot of like a lot of gay bars. But then we we were like, okay, you know what? Just go out. We're still going to go out, but we're going to be sober. And in the beginning, it was really awkward. You know, you stand there and everyone else is drunk and you're like, I'm sober. Do they know that? But then you realize, <laughs> dude, everyone else is drunk. So they think that you're drunk too. So you don't even have to, yeah. you know? So you just have... So this is what I do when I go out. I have a a sparkling water with some lime in it and some like some lime juice and everyone thinks it's a drink anyway yeah because it looks fancy and the bartender 
I was out yesterday um, or the day before and the bartender, he kind of knows us. So he and it was some people that wanted to, you know, take a shot with us, take a shot, everyone. And the bartender knows us. So you just poured in. It, I don't know what it was, but it was not alcohol. Yeah. Into our shot glasses. Oh, that's great. And then, you know, obviously liquor for them. So that was awesome to like be pretending because I've noticed that if you say to people that you don't drink, people get like offended. Well, they're also, I feel like there's like, you don't want to be judged for it, but the yeah. release from like needing and like your blood sugar, like I'm totally hypoglycemic, but I've been drinking almost every night since I was like 22. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Cause that's when I started all this and you just, that's just a toll on your body. It really is. Do you find, like, how do you have the energy for it, though? Like, sometimes if I, because I don't drink that often either. When I do go out and someone's like, hey, Brian, dude, you're so cool. We got to hang out more. And I'm, like, completely sober. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's a great scene. I'm like, I don't want to engage with that for too long. You know? No, I get it. But, but you know, I think it's interesting because that really shows that, you know, I, I just think it's funny that many people say, like, oh, to be able to enjoy this, I need to be drunk. It's like... If you need right. to be drunk to enjoy something, maybe you shouldn't, you know, maybe that's not the place to be. You I also, mean, when, like, I feel like when time opens up, something fills it. So, like, when I'm not drinking, I get, I tend to get up way earlier and, like, yes, mm -hmm. that's the thing. Like, I can, and that's why I have more energy. Like, I can party until four in the morning or five or whatever, and then I can get up and not be hungover. And I'm just like, yeah, a little less sleep, but I'm still going. Do you think you'll never go back to it now, or are you can? I mean, there will be times where tequila is sure necessary. excellent choice. Yeah. Oh yes, always. But so I mean, it it will be a time where I go back. But I mean, as of now, I'm on medication, and you can't drink on it. No. Mm -hmm. I, so it's for my skin. Um, it's Accutane. It like fucks oh, yeah. up your liver. So, um, no, I can't drink right now. And you can't get pregnant, right? Yep, that's what right. What happens if you get pregnant? Birth defects. Really? Whoa. Extreme birth defects. But yeah. the baby won't have acne. But it's Smooth so, skin. But yes. Blue. So <laughs> it's not going to make born, it, but it's going to have yeah. beautiful skin. Beautiful skin <laughs> and a tail. So <laughs> pink, pink and juice. Accutane. That's a no heavy hitter. Yeah, it, it really is. And But it's going okay. Yeah. I've been on it for three months now, but it definitely is. Especially, it's so funny because you need to like log into a portal and fill out every month. And you also have to take your blood um checked every month to make sure that you're not gonna die so wow. that's is, interesting to, is it a lifelong thing so like we just do it for six months just yeah and then it it's gonna good. be forever but the oh, thing you is you have to do it forever no 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 i mean and then it's gonna keep clear oh. hopefully forever but the thing is i took it when i was a teenager too so this is actually my second round of it so hopefully it's gonna you know stay with me but and i don't know why it came back but it's been like, if I get 12 years on this, I'm totally yeah. fine with that. I'll do it again after 12 years, so it's fine. But do you think the alcohol could actually be, like, the confounding variable? And then, like, when you stop drinking, like, that's actually what's clearing up your I skin? I mean, definitely. It could have an impact, definitely. But I I just think that acne is such a genetic thing and it hormonal is, yeah. thing. So it's very hard to say that this causes it and this doesn't because... I know people that, you know, they can eat like shit. They never wash their face. They, you know, they just 
disgusting <laughs> or whatever <laughs> but, and they never have suffered from acne like i can get a pimple i'm fine with that but it's when it becomes very cystic cystic very, acne hurt yeah it really does so i'm just happy when this is over and it's actually been clearing up a lot you see how beautiful now i have makeup on and i can only have it for like two hours because then it starts makeup? to flake yeah oh because it starts to flake so huh. I made myself pretty to come to this podcast. Wow. Yeah, okay. and then I'm going to go home and take it all off. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my Accutane story. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> would you recommend it to someone? Yes. You would? I mean, it is a heavy drug. Don't take me wrong. And some of the side effects is depression. Is like, it? He- yeah, really? hardcore depression. Yeah, you can, like, suicidal. And, yeah, so, so that's the thing. They're yeah. checking up on you and seeing if you have suicidal thoughts. That's and intense, just for clear escape. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. it's a very, very harsh drug, but unfortunately, it's the only proved medication for acne. So that's so the thing. A lot of these drugs, they don't know what they do to you, and they, they know that it has this effect, right? But I guarantee yeah. Accutane was discovered for – was being studied for something else. They definitely, found this definitely, to be a thing. yeah. Same with um, I always pronounce it wrong. Finasteride, yeah, finasteride, fin- finasteride for men to regrow hair. Oh, so like I just shaved my head uh, a couple weeks ago, but before that it was thinning back. And I've been using Rogaine. That doesn't really work. The only thing that really works is this pill that you take, huh. and it stops the DHT from going here, and then keeps all this hair here. Huh. Uh, you can't regrow what's lost, but you can keep what's already there. Because um, once the hair follicle dies, it can't come back. But dude, you look great like that. I love it. Yeah, I yeah. love it. But the, the point is the side effects on that is the reason I wouldn't do it. It was like 3% of men can't get an erection. Right. Uh, what else? Depression. I feel like it's gain. way it's way more than 3%. Well, that's what they say in the study. But yeah. I think it's more like 50%. Whatever. 3% is still a lot. Uh, you develop... Um, Bre- Oops. Like breast, it feminizes your body. <laughs> yeah, you develop, uh, that's one of the side effects um, that they know of. And I'm like, I mean, well, they yeah. have they hair. Get, if I want bigger boobs, can I don't. I mean, <laughs> women, women can take it. I don't know if they can. Yeah, they can. I Are know, you sure? I know someone who's taking it. Can we still get erection? Her, her tits. Yeah, <laughs> that's the biggest. Well, oh, also, I mean, her tits look great. It also, I think, uh, inability, to achieve, inability to achieve uh, orgasm as well. So it's doing something with the ter- well, serotonin. Well, it's a very like blunted type of orgasm. I took. Well, uh, your testosterone too, because yeah. hair loss is testosterone. Right, it's blocking. It's, right? Uh, a certain type of it you're dihydrotestosterone there's fucking oh, okay. dhd i took saw palmetto which is like the plant that does that naturally and i was already getting those effects and depressed and just uh not being able to have an orgasm that feels good it just felt like not much of a sensation huh. and it was also affecting blood flow and affecting emotions and everything all yeah, it's like hair. going on the pill but it's all to have hair yeah that's but that's the thing it's not worth it i mean when it comes to acne, maybe it's different, but it's, it's well, it's weird causing you too. pain. It is different, right? Because yeah. you, you, yeah, you're it's, getting like, yeah, but I, yeah. Mo- I mean, I obviously do it because of society be- beauty standards that I still fo- fall for. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I know why I do it. So it's, it's not like, you know, it's causing emotional pain. That yeah, and like especially if you want to work on camera and like. You, you have a bunch of breakouts it's gonna bum you out you and know? also you know like just if you meet someone new you just don't feel as confident and when i don't have acne like i feel very confident but if i do have acne it just brings you down a little bit yeah so yeah i mean it's a good cost it's the confidence cost yeah as long as you're not suffering from the side effects i think that's the biggest thing yeah so i would definitely recommend it if someone is suffering from acne you don't seem depressed at all. You seem the opposite. No, like, I know. Happy, yeah. happy the more I see you. I'm, but that, that's partly because I finally got back my confidence. So because I kind of lost it when I moved here. And 
It's a, I mean, it's a long story, but I definitely I moved to L.A. Didn't two years ago. Pandemic and a little bit of. And I know that everyone talks about how shallow L.A. is, but coming from the. No, outside, it is shocking. <laughs> my friend visited from Portland and she was like, I'm thinking about getting and I can't remember. But yeah. I was like, girl, I know I got a chemical peel. <laughs> yes like Jeez, everyone especially when you're working on tech because everyone's like i just got deeper duper do and you're like what is that i want that what does it do okay <laughs> i know that's exactly what happened to me i'm you're like so far it's it is it have you're great and also you know the funny part is that i just walked around and just thought all of these beautiful people were just like born this way and then you start talking to them and like no, no, no. I microbladed my eyebrows. Yeah. I did lipo. I do this. It's so easy. Do Va- Botox, my friend does vampire facials. They oh. take your blood out. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It. I've heard I've about it. You've done it? I've yeah, only done it for my hair. To PRP. Well, no, the vampire facials with microneedling and they like... They squirt your like centrifuge blood. Right, it's all the same with PRP. It's the same blood. Oh. It's using the plasma on your blood to put in your face. Well, but with PRP, they're injecting it into the, this. They're like squirting it on your face. This what? was uh, this was off a of grinder, so I don't know if they did it correctly. But I mean, and and that's but it's funny how normalized that just became into my life. I'm like, okay, sure, maybe I'll consider. You know, I I consider doing alterating my my body or my my looks in a way that i've never don't, considered before don't do it i'm not gonna do it okay. it's i i hear you dude <laughs> wait it's, i want to get wait. a medical peel what is that chemical peel chemical peel oh does it feel imagine, good no oh, no imagine the worst sunburn of your entire life yeah. for which there is no escape and it lasts five days what why do people do this searing pain because it, it removes layers of like top layers of skin but that your skin looks so good You've had one, but only for your five skin days. Looks really good. Thank you. Uh, you're supposed to get like th- you can get like three or four a year. So I got for one after Mary days, and Jane. You can look great. I don't year. know. I got one after Mary and Jane. Some people get so many of them they don't have pores anymore, and makeup <gasps> won't stick to their faces. <laughs> you can see it. That plastic look. Dudes get it. I find it's easier <gasps> to spot on. Is it shiny is that, face? No. Yes. Is that what they've been do- doing? Chemical peels. It's all baby, baby, baby stuff. Yes, because I've I've seen that it was so funny because like i mean when people don't know anything I about get acne a de- you can get really intense ones like you have to go to the doctor for yeah. i didn't get that i got a medium peel okay yeah well because it was so funny i i was on this party and this girl came up to me and we just started talking she was really friendly but she had like the best skin i've ever seen and it also like was shiny so you're like whoa don't stay too close <laughs> yeah, to the yeah. light you know because it was so smooth and saw it and it, the tone was cur- completely correct but it looked like she had zero makeup like nothing that was her skin and she was really funny because she was like i talked about my acne and stuff like that and she's like huh yeah have you tried to drink water ah! and i'm like she's like no but like a lot of water like two liters a day i'm like yeah, that's not the cure for acne, but it is. Like, keep it in mind. Both I know my it's sisters better. have acne. Yeah, and I didn't. I I got it a little bit, but I had celiac. I still have it, but I was. I, so that's why I know what cystic acne feels yeah. like. It's one of the reactions to gluten. So yeah. I would get. Oh, they hurt so freaking bad. Yeah, my old comedy partner had them too, and she had to ice them because they would they would get so yeah, painful. Yeah, but it is. It's like there's nothing. Like one of my friends like doesn't eat pizza because it's like, oh, too greasy. I yeah. can't break out. And I, I didn't even know that you could get acne from eating greasy food. No, it's like, 
it's probably it probably is some things that like can cause it more like yes it's great for your skin to drink water i'm not gonna say like don't drink water right but it's like i don't think that is not what's gonna cause it because i didn't start eating pizza for every day until i started this medication (laughs) you know what i mean so it's not like oh i've done this for 10 years i wonder why i break out and there's gluten you're getting gluten pizzas right yeah and it's not giving you any breakouts no but like i've never had I mean, maybe, maybe it's just the gluten, but it's like, it's nothing that is super solid set as an absolute, you know, cause of acne in that sense, because it doesn't really, like the studies can't prove it. Then they can say like, oh, this worsen it and stuff like that, but it's not really proven. I read up on it (laughs) when I started breaking out again. I like, okay, this is my idea for a podcast. Everybody comes on and they get to explain the things about themselves that they're obsessed with changing. Because I love when people are like, everyone has like, I think, something like that you've looked into hair stuff. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I love that too. Tell me all your I looked into like hair, skin, and then just want my body to be bigger. But I... And we also both looked into uh, getting our septums fixed because you can't breathe. I want to get my septum fixed too. Yeah, I I was going to, but I mean, it does feel nice if you stretch it out like like this. Yeah. And then breathe through your nose. Do you use your nose? Do you, you <laughs> no, she what? it out. What are you <laughs> talking I mean, about? No, it's just for looks. <laughs> I don't I don't breathe through mine at all. <laughs> I mean, like mine's so blocked that I literally don't. I can't oh, at all? It. Yeah, you like, should get it. Is yours? Um, I usually have one bad and one good. But do you actually do you breathe through your nose or yes. do you mainly breathe through your mouth? When you're, when you're sleeping. No, 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 just during the day even. Like I never breathe through my nose. I breathe through my nose. Okay. In the, yeah. A lot of it is learning how to breathe through your nose too because for a long time I thought breathing through your nose was like <laughs> that's like shallow breathing but it's really about breathing through breathe through the back of your throat as if your mouth was open but closed. So like yeah. So the breath is actually come from the back of the throat, but I think when you tell someone breathe through your nose, they're doing the, that like shallow yeah. like sniffling, and that actually yeah. can create anxiety because it feels like you're not getting enough oxygen. I so love I breathing. Literally, my symptoms like this. Did you break natural. your nose? No, no, just naturally. My so. dad broke my nose. <laughs> your nose? You broke your dad's nose? No, he broke my oh. nose. Why? He did? Oh. On accident. Like we Mar- were playing softball. Like Marsha Brady. Like, oh my, my dad's like, oh, he's going to pop fly, and he hit a softball, and I go, huh? <laughs> Hit the ground. He was like, (laughs) he couldn't move. He was so like shocked that I was eight years old. He broke my nose. I've been hit by baseball like that and multiple basketballs on the face. Now that I'm like around kids, I cannot imagine that level of guilt. Oh my God. I just slammed my dog's nose in my van door. She (laughs) ran. I was like closing the door because we were fixing a lock thing. And I was like, all right, good. It finally works. And I went and it hit her in the nose. And she, yeah, the worst noise. And then she wouldn't come over to me anymore. She was like standing on the other side. We're in the desert. And I was like, bud, I'm so sorry. (laughs) She was so mad at me. I I don't know if she was mad, but she wouldn't come near me. The thing I didn't like hearing about the deviated septum procedure is if you get it fixed and you continue to not use your nose when you sleep, it goes back. So even if they open it up, it can it can morph back into like old the That's old old not positioning. What my doctor told me at all. Well, one of them's lying, and that was enough for me to go. Peace. I want to. I would you get can't my control. Septum. Even if you use a tape and stuff, you're not going to be able to fully control. A tape. Sleep. You can tape your mouth shut. So you only breathe your nose. Well, here's the thing, because we have a skeleton and everything's based on this. <laughs> is that what we have? Do you no. use it though? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, is it uh, you currently renting but it's, it out? it's all based on that. You think like my nose isn't affected to it, but it's if the skeleton isn't 
uh, adapting and actually changing it'll go back to the the old like muscle memory of the form if you're not making a conscious no. changes no i mean well at least in my case they're literally scraping out my nose yeah, and moving skin it can't it's not gonna come back there's just no way agree to disagree but yeah if i cut your finger off it ain't coming back but a finger, we're not removing your nose. We're, we're removing we're cha- inside we're of it, though. Dude, think about braces. You have braces, but if you don't wear the retainer, it goes back. I never wore a retainer. Okay, case in point. I have, perfect, <laughs> I have perfectly lined teeth. I, w- I looked into getting my teeth straightened again. I, well, have, I have an underbite, which braces can't fix at this point. It's a jaw thing. Oh. But once that's, you, that's something my, that my, I want to... My teeth have moved because they, they said you need to wear the retainer for the rest of your life. I said, I don't even want to wear the but rest of the week. But teeth are also <laughs> a different thing because they adapt to different... When you're eating food that puts pressure on them which causes them also to move naturally. But in but, terms of your nose, if you get that, they're scraping the inside out, so the odds of it coming back are extremely small. I thought they were making it straight. That's a nose job. That's the outside. For a septoplasmy, they're doing the it's inside. It's completely inside. This isn't my septum? That's I a, thought that's they the were... Bridge. That's the bridge. So if septoplasty means they'll go in, they'll fix it, and they'll, they're basically, they do, a t- it's called like a tube something. They scrape the out the thing to make it um, wider so more airflow can come through it. I want that. Um, and then a nose job would be them fixing this, the bone so it looks straighter. Oh. oh. Usually people get them both at the same time. Did you have a great nose? I've had No, I just want to breathe. Nose. Oh, <laughs> that's fine. That's exactly but I thought it would be. I would. I thought it would change my face. It, that's a separate surgery. But it it can slightly. No. Brian. My, I don't know which doctor you were going to. My doctor's like, it's looking exactly the you same. You went to a Kaiser one. I went to a Blue Shield one. <laughs> when, which one called you back? Did your doctor call you back? She goes, no, they didn't. After something insurance, she's like, this kid's not paying. <laughs> she's <laughs> like, that's not going to happen. I want my septic. They're not fix. changing your bone structure at all. So okay. like, you don't have to worry. You, your nose is not going to look different. Because that's what. Oh, my God. But you can get that for free, right? Well, uh, septum, on- you can. The nose job, you can't. No, 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 not the no, but so the, the deviated inside. septum. The, the deviated septum. The, your you most insurance will cover it. Yeah, most times Doing it depends it. on your insurance. Because you only have it for looks, so you want to use it now. Yeah, I want <laughs> right now. It's just. But if they if you wanted to break the bone and actually do that, no, I don't then, care about that. Yeah, that would be you have to pay out of pocket. I went um, to the dermatologist. Uh, this is after I was on a show, and uh, so you sit next to anyway. So I was like, I gotta fix my face, and I went into the dermatologist, and they were like, Do you want me to check you for moles, or what do you? And I was like, I would like to be pretty, and they were like, Ah, got it. And the doctor came and <laughs> grabbed it. my hand, and she pulled out a mirror, and she's like, Let's look at this mirror together, and you tell me what you're seeing that you want to change. And I was like, I think skin could be prettier, and she was like. Like it was such a, and then I go, do women just come in here and go, hi, I'm a garbage bag. Please make me presentable to the world. She's like, yes, they do. <laughs> Even when I went to get my vampire facial, it was in Koreatown and they were like, it was a Groupon and they're like, you need Botox too. I was like, on oh, what? Gosh. Well, that's the woman told me. She's like, she was basically like what you're saying it makes sense, but here's my pitch. And then she was like, and if you want to keep going, there's these laser things. And then she was like, if you want to start Botox, you could start with the 11s. That won't change the structure or the shape of your face. Yeah. But I was like, oh my God, that would change my beautiful, I, you know, I'm used it's to this guy. It's not worth it. There's no one I've seen, majority of people that get Botox oh, when no, they're in their no. 50s I've seen some and really 60s good and Botox. 70s, they look so bad. I said to a woman, a makeup artist, I was like, I've never seen lips that, that I couldn't tell were lips. And she's like, Mine are. And I was like, oh, they look great. <laughs> yeah. They've done studies, though, with um, women that get Botox because they lose, they're not able to smile the same way. And they've done studies with, like with kids and they can't read the same emotion. Brian, yeah. you're not allowed to speak on that. I 
That's not true. It when where if you get too get, much, if I you mean, do too much, it's true. They've literally done studies on this. That they can smile. No, no, no. They can always smile, but it's not the same kind of smiling. It's so like, they do Botox here. You mean? I don't know where they're exactly doing the Botox. Because the thing in is, this like, region. yeah, okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. In terms of people, I get it on emotions. my forehead. Yeah, because I was just about to say that. Like, I I do Botox in my forehead. Yeah. So it's not like I'm not gonna be able to smile. But what I was gonna say is like, but, but it goes your, shape your eyebrows. They said. I mean. It goes out too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh yeah, so you can, it's not yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna be like this forever. So it goes out for a while. But what I've noticed is that it does shape because I used to do this a lot with my face. I don't know why I did it, but I did it all Surprise. the time. Surprised? Surprised. But now when I've had Botox, I'm so used to not using those muscles because that's what they do. They just like shut off some muscles for a while. So I'm not used to using them anymore. So I don't do this as much. So. It just gets like a better, you know, I don't do that. So I don't get the wrinkles for it. So I find wrinkles on women quite attractive. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. But like I've, I, I've enjoyed my own face aging. I find like age, aging. I think we all have to do it. And it's like you're avoiding the inevitable. You know, like there's no way. And I don't think it looks bad. Well, I think about that. You can either live in fear of something forever. Or you can learn not to be scared of it. Exactly. Yeah. So that's 100%. how I feel about cellulite. That's how I feel about aging. But I think it's. I went down a bunch of rabbit holes. Yeah. I'm like, what else do I? No, lots of. Hey guys, things. what but time should I book our Botox appointment for? It's yeah, a, we need Botox. Dude, I can't. I'm. I'm gonna do it after I get off this medication. But oh, <laughs> don't yeah. do it. Wait, I love hearing young. people. People will talk about. They'll be like, "Oh, well, you have good ankles. Mine are the worst." I love it. I love he- hearing people ankles? pick apart. People have all kinds of things that they. Oh don't yeah, like about yeah. Themselves. Me, to, for example. Great. I want to do my like. I don't know if it's jaw surgery because I have an <clears throat> overbite. Let me see. Smile. Barely. It's cute. I know. There's a lot of uh, recovery recovery with that. But I want my chin to come up more like. Don't do it, Amanda. That jaw surgery does sound intense. Don't do it. You're going to be out of commission for like six months. Six months you have to have your. It's not worth it. I know. I'm obsessed. I have a Dowinger's hump. Excuse me? I have my neck. I think it's from editing. My neck goes forward. That's my new obsession. Trying to fix my Dowinger's hump. I don't sleep with pillows anymore. Is that. Are pillows bad now? Mm-hmm. Have they been canceled? Um, I've checked the <laughs> internet and also TikTok. But why I want to fix that, sorry for coming back, but it's like why I want to fix that is because my, I've noticed that, you know, that, okay, this might be my new obsession. I love it. But it's, I saw on TikTok, okay. very good source, Excellent source. <laughs> that you were supposed to have your, your tongue towards your, like your upper part yeah. when you're breathing because it's, it's better breathing. Yeah. Wait, and what? I don't do that. What do you mean? The I upper have a, like, it you always like, kind of, yeah. It, it, like, Wait, you stick your tongue. That's how you breathe like that? Kind of. <laughs> I mean, not like you. Is this? My tongue is like this and the tip is resting behind my back teeth. Yeah. And mine is your not. Your back or your top back? Top. Top. <laughs> but mine doesn't do that. What is, what wait. do you do with your mouth? Wait, wait, wait. You breathe like this? Everyone is supposed to. No, it rests. No, you be- it rests. <laughs> no I breathe through my nose, well, first of all. Use your mouth. Show me how you breathe. What? Wait, you're not supposed to. Oh, yeah. No, then my tongue goes down. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but you're not supposed to do it through your mouth. Right, but since I have but a deviated septum. But it's just septum. like I, my, my tongue doesn't rest <laughs> like that. So Yeah, my tongue, if it's just in my mm-hmm. mouth, rests 
uh, behind yeah. my top yeah two. and that is how it's supposed to be because Thank it's like you. and it has so many health benefits just close your mouth and just close your mouth where's your tongue that's the same as behind you you also have to do I thought it that was normal you also have to get <laughs> where's your tongue surgery behind my top teeth yeah yeah you're doing it right you're okay, doing it right the rest and of you the- are Below feels like weird. Brian, but, book the appointment now. <laughs> no, no, but I, that's Wait, why I want to fix tongue, my. So does it feel like it up? Like you're working a muscle. But that's yeah. It's all connected from your spine and your skeleton and into your skull. So, yeah. So, so that's why they have stuff like palate expanders and stuff because when you're widening, I had a palate expander the, as a the kid. jaw. Then you can breathe better, and also it affects your face lies and it affects the orientation of your nose believe it or not exactly i know and that's why i kind of want to fix it i don't know how i would fix it but (laughs) i think it has something to do with my and that's why i'm obsessed with my overbite because now i think that if i fix my overbite i get more space in my mouth which means that i have an easier time to um (laughs) you know have my tongue up (laughs) i I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I love it. I I worry about my sacral tilt all the time. I spit on my own. (laughs) You would actually go through a jaw surgery like that, though? No, because it costs 20 grand. Insurance doesn't cover it. My dad's had a bunch of weird surgeries to try to sleep better. He's had his nose lifted a little bit like that. (laughs) He had his jaw broken and redone or something. Yeah, move forward, I guess. Yeah, he had this. Yeah. I mean, tell his me face it. looks weird <laughs> now. Does it look wider? It looks like it didn't go well. <laughs> You're like dad. I that love my sucks. dad. It's but like it's such a gamble. No matter what surgery. But to be got. honest, I think I can fix this with retainers. But I don't. Or a palate expander. What is that? It's uh goes into the roof of your mouth. It's like a butterfly. Mm-hmm. And it like it slowly like widens. Why didn't your mouth? Really? So when you when you're a mouth breather and you're not because you have a deviated septum, you get the longer face because you're sleeping like this. <laughs> you, are, you are, and your your face starts to drop. So when oh you God. widen open your jaw and your palate, mm-hmm. that it's all connected to the breathing and the structure of your face. Yeah, because I I went down a rabbit hole. It was like two a.m. I love it, dude. It was like TikTok two a.m. I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like, I'm a mouth breather. That's why my face looks weird. <gasps> I need to fix this. And then I just like went down for it. So now I'm Googled up and TikTok up. I think it's great. I look at <laughs> stretching. I follow chiropractors on TikTok. Yes. TikTok for me has nothing to do. Like, I don't know TikTok trends. Nobody dances on my TikTok. Okay. They stretch. They make three ingredient vegan meals. <laughs> yes. They're chiropractors and they adopt foster children. And for yes. some reason it's like, anyway, doesn't matter. And the ADHD hacks. TikTok <laughs> is very educational. I think people don't realize. I it. love it. It really is. They also told me what's wrong with my skin on what? my arms. <laughs> what's wrong with the skin on your arms? So now you can't see it because now, because of the medication, it's all dried up. Uh. But I had, it's called like chicken skin. It has a medical term. <laughs> yeah. Chicken term. Skin. It's like kiloterpilaris. I don't know what it's called. But it's like you have tiny red small bumps oh. on your skin. And it's what a lot of from? people having it. It's okay. because uh-huh. <laughs> I know I love TikTok, it. TikTok. It's because it's like old skin that is clogging your um your small hair. Por- yeah, pores. Yeah. So I redid my skincare regime, and 
from the van and I basically I don't wash my face like half as much as I used to and it's helped my skin out yeah because I heard dry. I put jojoba oil on it no I don't even wash it every day anymore oh really and I used to have like a nothing intense but I had like a routine nope now I put oil on it every day and that's and sunscreen looks great thank you but it's so funny to figure out what works for you and what doesn't not washing my hair (sighs) dude that's one of the best things about this medication I Seriously, haven't washed my hair in a week. In a week? Yeah. Looks great. I know. And you have blonde <laughs> hair, but I mean like fair hair usually gets... Oh, yeah. So great. My hair usually gets greasy after like one day. So I'm so happy that I'm dried out <laughs> right now <laughs> by this Your medication. Your not, but... <laughs> <laughs> He's like, whoa, go go take a shower. No, but I mean, I, it's a shower, but no, just not the hair. Just need yeah, it I until know. it gets Anything like really dirty. hygiene procedures i'm all for it yeah <laughs> i love jojoba oil in your in your hair or in your and skin. instead of lotion i buy raw shea butter cocoa butter and then coconut oil double boil it you know what i mean so it melts and dry shake it up best lotion you've ever had awesome every time i use shea butter always reminds me of that seinfeld episode where kramer is putting like butter on his face and he's like t- turning into like a turkey basically I remember the first time i used shea butter uh i put it all over my face and i had to go to a work meeting i didn't realize uh how like shiny it gets. Yeah. Everyone's like, did you just like sprint here? I'm like, no, what's up? <laughs> like your face is covered in grease. No, I love it. My simplified beauty regime. It's the way to go. Scott, where can people find your film? Uh, the film you can't find anywhere. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she said that earlier. You will eventually. Well, well, <laughs> Someday. I mean, down the line. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I, <laughs> I we just soft launched a Patreon because I'm not doing it. I retired my live show. So, Scout Door on Patreon is great. You get free tickets to our, we tape, do tapings of Scout and Avery shows at Jam in the Van now. And the only way you can get those tickets is by being on my Patreon or coming to one and then you can. Um, and then Scout Door across all platforms. But yeah, totally fun new stuff coming out. The movie will come out eventually. And I kind of do Instagram, but not that much. But I'll post van life tips and stuff. Do you still go by Lady Scoutington? Uh, not as much, but I think she might come back. I think now I'm Boy Scout and Lady Scoutington, and then Scout Jarwood is like my director, me. This is, yeah, different looks. It's a different Boy identity. drag, girl drag, neutral. I like it. Thanks for coming on Thanks the show. For having Thank you so much. It's, it's so been much amazing. Fun. Amanda, you want to take us out? No. I'm all <laughs> Thanks ready for to take listening, it guys. This is another episode of Three People on a Couch. <laughs> Woo! We'll see you guys next week. Bye, Bye. guys. Bye.